take you on a giant screen with a few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's please pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Yo, what's up? Hey guys, what's going on? It is Monday night, it's 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. You are tuned into the Drive-In Speaker Box, your source for movie stuff every week right here. I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm Slick Doggy the Grip. And yeah, it's it's another week. We're here with you. We're here uh, to talk about movies, um, as, as as Vince over there in Twitch already noticed, Um as we were we were coming in here, you got a got a little clip of the MST3K uh, uh, theme song there uh, accidentally because you know I've got a lot of I got a lot of tools and I got a lot of lenses and lights and screens and keyboards and I've got like two keyboards and two mice uh, over here and anyway I was snooping apparently MST3K has a Twitch channel now and that kind of makes me mad because we can't stream movies and talk about them because we're not MST3K although I have been told that uh, Drive-In Speaker Box has live when we have done live Drive-In Speaker Box back in the day uh, with the with the um the gaffer and I, we uh, we've been told we were better than MST3K, and we didn't spend uh, years writing uh, terrible jokes for one movie. We would just sit down, have a couple of uh, gin and sodas, and just rock it because yeah. that's how we do. So the uh, the schlock cinema nights were a lot more fun than watching. Uh, Mystery Science Theater. Agreed, man. Uh, but tonight we've got a show for you. We saw some movies we're going to be uh, discussing this evening. We both went and saw Bullet Train mm-hmm. in theaters, and then we independently uh, sat at home and watched the new. Um, I don't like that they're calling it Disney, even though Disney bought Fox. I think it's still, you know, a 20th century pictures. Uh, Prey. So we're going to be talking about those those uh, show or movies here mm. in the next hour. Um, speaking of shows, though, I, I have started to watch Sandman uh, on Netflix. I've caught the first two episodes, and I am going to um, uh, save my full review for um, Sandman until I get to the end of it. But I will say the first two episodes, I really enjoyed the casting for Dream. I think they really really nailed it um but yeah i will i will review more of that as i get into it because it's i don't know i i i feel like i'm gonna hate it by the end of it but i'm i'm on board now and we will see uh as far as other tv that i've been catching up on uh what we do in the shadows new episode this week oh i forgot yeah i need to watch the last couple of it because the last one i watched was where they got the dj or the, oh, yeah. uh, the the rapper, the rapper, and he's just like um, sucking neck juice, like it's Grey Goose. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, you know, I will say that this has so far been my least favorite season of what mm. what we do in the shadows, and uh, really slow paced. Yeah, and I'm a little over the whole baby Colin Robinson thing, but the whole show seems to be focusing on like how funny that seems to be for them, but not so much for me. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just like a fun inside joke. Or, or, or maybe I just am the stupid one in the room that doesn't find it that funny. Uh, um, I don't know. Anyway, um, let's see. What's going on in the news? Oh, this just in. Olivia Newton-John died. Yeah, this it was announced uh, today, this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Big bummer. That's a big bummer. I mean, you know... I'm 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 not gonna say that I'm like the biggest biggest Olivia Newton John fan, you know. Uh, I mean, I I like getting physical just as much as the next guy, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't stand Grease. Really, um, I freaking hate Grease. Grease is good, bro. No, it not is as not as good as Grease too. N- no, and you know I have a few very polarizing opinions. Well, a few. Um, I have a lot of things that I like and I don't like that doesn't always jive with some people, and Grease is one of them. I don't like Grease don't like grease i feel like it's 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 weird and it's not entertaining and it's kind of rapey musicals are generally weird 
Yeah, they are. Especially if you try and break them down, because they don't make sense. No, no, they don't. Um, let's see. Velvet Santa saying he likes my shirt. Um, yeah, it's a little loud. It's a little. It's just. It's nice and flowy. It's. It's been. It's been really hot this week. It's gross here in here in Northwest Arkansas. We we are. So you get this shirt. And if you're wondering why this person knows what my shirt looks like, you can tune into the live stream every Monday night. So if you're downloading the podcast wherever it is you get your your podcast, be sure to check out the Drive-In Speaker Box live every Monday night. That's how we do this thing. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube. You can do it right there. And um, you can subscribe. You can like. You can love. You can share. You can uh, you can just just entertain yourself. A lot of a lot of Twitch viewers tonight. We got Night Alish, Lee, Velvet, Santa, uh, Poochie Vince, all in the chat. What's up, dudes? Um, what else is in the news? You 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 got you got anything? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, further sad news: uh, the actor that portrayed TC in Magnum PI, uh, Roger Mosley, he also passed away uh, over the weekend. What's all these at people dying? Eighty-three. Oh, he was in a car accident. Uh, and he he succumbed to his injuries from that, um, so you know just just more sad things. Uh, and Edie McClurg, the lady that you probably know best as uh, the office assistant in Ferris Bueller, or the uh, rental car it's lady, a real cool dude. Yeah, the lady in planes, trains, automobiles, where uh, you know uh, Steve Martin says that he threw his ticket away, and she's just like, sucks to suck. Uh, she is uh in the news like she has someone that's living at her house and and trying to take advantage of her and people are trying to uh fight to protect her because she has alzheimer's and or like dementia yeah she has dementia yeah it's like super sad stuff about a lot of these famous people uh and then also uh sylvester stallone is continuing to be upset about uh the direction that uh, Rocky and its spinoffs is being taken uh, against his will, uh, having no consultation with himself uh, for things like the movie Creed, uh, not Creed, uh, Drago, uh, that's going to be yet another spinoff because he was not consulted at all before any of that process of that and its announcement. Uh, so as the person that invented Rocky, uh, Stallone is not happy about that <coughs> whatsoever. Um Lady Gaga is officially in Joker 2. Uh, it had been yeah, announced. Posters it, and teasers. Stuff yeah. has been leaked. Yeah, it had been announced, but it was made like completely official. So she's uh, portraying some role in Joker 2. Uh, best I can garnish is that it's probably going to be some sort of 70s Harley Quinn uh, or whatever. Um, so... Speaking That's of Batman, though, uh, I know we haven't really talked about this much on the show, but uh, it's been making waves in the internet real hard. The the Batgirl film getting canceled. Um, and, you know, this was set to be released on HBO Max. They kind of said, eh, maybe not a theater, but definitely HBO Max. And then test screenings came out, and there were people <laughs> saying, quote, it was irredeemably bad yeah. and all these things. So um, now, you know, Warner Brothers and HBO are like, eh, you know what? We're not going to show it at all. And everybody's like, well, why? Why would you do this? Why would you Why would you not show a movie if, uh, if you've already got it made? And then, of course, there was the whole part of the internet was like, they're racist! And you're like, no, they're money people and yeah. uh and and it's it, it's a tax write-off if they don't release it anywhere right so warner brothers discovery actually uh canceled a whole bunch of stuff there's a lot of hbo shows and the children's shows they got rid of batgirl and scoob 2 what no scoob but um Scoob cost them 40 million batman co- or batgirl cost them 90, 90 uh scoob was like at its completion, they were done with the with the movie, and then they still scrapped it. And it was in the news because not only was it part of this purge of um, uncomplete projects that they just scrapped, but also they had already paid for the uh, orchestra for Scoop, so it will still have a soundtrack and uh, score to the film. But there it's will weird. be no movie, no film. Yeah, and so you know they could probably sell that and make money, but they can't release the film or and, use it on another and that's series the, or yeah. movie. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, you know. I mean, and 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 it goes back if you know something that we talk about here on the show a lot is, you know, I think 
audiences and your average Twitter person gives Hollywood executives and studios way more credit than than it's due on how nefarious and evil and like racist or stupid or sexist or whatever they all are because they're not they're just like walking talking like beep boop cash registers that's that's it they will do anything for a dollar you know and um, when you when you look at like blame our terrible tax system that that is that you know like when when you see a restaurant like throwing away all this perfectly good food or a retail store throwing all this perfectly good merchandise in a dumpster and like destroying it instead of like donating it they get better tax write-offs if they destroy it and so blame the government it's the government's fault you know i mean honestly the the, the hollywood if they could go well you know we'll just donate it to a charity netflix or something and then they would if they get more tax write-offs for it they're going to do whatever they can to save that amount of money and um you know, if it means not showing it to anybody, then they're not going to show it to anybody. But now people are starting to come back and say, well, 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 we're just going to wait until it's ready. We're just going to make sure that, you know, and, and chances are they're probably going to get their insurance money, wait a little while, and then maybe do enough changes to where it is a new project, and then it'll probably get released. Or they're going to just do like they do with everything now and go, you know what, dude, we're taking it off the market. Chaco Taco is done, dude. You're never going have another one ever again everybody's like not my chaco taco golly let's all go in unison and, and and save the chaco taco not i don't know vote vote for equal rights or donate to life-saving medical charities or you know maybe do activism in our community and build habitats for humanity but we gotta save this chaco taco dog because that's important to me have you ever had a chaco taco Yes, it's yeah, a, it's a really stale good. ass no. waffle Mm-mm. shell. They're good, and they're like, "No, nah, man, I will stand up for what I believe in as a warm-blooded American, and you are not going to take your Chaco Taco away from me, Mister Man." That's and right. then. And then the internet's all a buzz about their Doritos Loco, their Mexican pizza, or their Choco Taco, or whatever the fuck. And uh, and then they go, well, now that we just tricked you into... Uh, actually, I get into producer voice. Hmm, now that we just tricked you into wanting Choco Tacos again, we never intended to pull them off the market at all. <laughs> and then everybody just bought a shitload of Choco Tacos because so they good. tricked you into it. When's the last time you even was like, dude, I need a Choco Taco now. And then they're like, no, it's gonna, it's gonna take it away. It's like they have learned how to monetize. Hard to find. No, they're not. They're always in that stupid freezer at the gas station that opens from the top, and you got to reach in like an asshole. And uh, or they're at the Taco Bell drive-through. Choco tacos have always no, they don't been have them at Taco Bell, but they have them at like Taco Tico. What the? What's a Taco Tico? We don't have one. We don't here. have one of those. Yeah, closest one's like Fort Smith. And you know, uh, as Tyler says, Choco Taco is an unfortunate name. Is maybe it's. It's it's like a a, a hippie, um, you know, because they were choco. Never mind. I'm not even going to go down that 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 rabbit hole. But um, and and yes, as Vince said, always stale, and uh, it's just, you know, it's marketing, you guys, and you know they have learned to monetize the idea of you won't appreciate something till it's gone, and so they keep tricking us with it's going to be gone. So are you saying that they're like Batgirl's canceled? <laughs> and and just to see if people are like, no, don't do that. But most people are like, yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly what's happening. It's like I when I saw that, I was like, oh, sad for Brendan Fraser not getting a, another role uh, back in the spotlight. But at the rest of it, I'm like, I really don't care. So I think you know, if 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 th- there's enough like fans outpouring, they'll probably if if they think they're gonna make their money back, which which is weird because I mean if it's on a streaming service, I'm still very iffy on how the monetization model works on these streaming services versus you know the traditional box office method. But you know they don't release those numbers, so it's really hard to analyze that kind of stuff and. I think that that's a big problem. You know, that's another thing that, you know, I don't want to go off on a huge history lesson in diatribe about um, Hollywood antitrust laws. But uh, if you go back into the late 30s and early 40s about, you know, and and we've touched on this before in the drive-in speaker box, if you're a regular listener, about how the government stepped in to kind of protect us, the viewer, from these studios from monopolizing the way that we can view the content that these studios make. Uh, And they, they... 
disallow or, or made it illegal for uh, studios to have their own theaters to show their own stuff. But just like in the days of you know digital media and MP3s and all this kind of stuff that changed the world, um, there aren't laws against them going. Well, uh, what about a streaming theater? And uh, you know our laws are all from people that were still alive in the 1930s and 40s because it's a bunch of crusty old gray white dudes. But um, crusty, crusty. But they haven't they haven't um, uh, caught up. And I think that it's going to be a weird, weird time when it does. Tyler says he's going to go watch Prey. Well, I pray for your enjoyment because we're going to be reviewing it a little bit later. And I'll give you the one the quick sentence. Eh. (laughs) I mean, would you back that one up? Yeah, probably. So you'll you'll hear the longer version of eh, if you stick around later in the show. Um, other news stuff. Did you hear they're planning a live action Pac Man film? Um, because uh, the the beloved 1980s cartoon and the other stupid CGI remake was just so beloved by fans. And I guess Namco needs to have their own Sonic movie now. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> hmm. But uh, yeah, one of the associate producers of uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie is now, I guess, going to do a a Pac-Man live action. But, you know, there was a Space Invaders live action planned and it never saw the light of day. Smart. Who knows if this will be a real thing. But they're talking about it. They're talking about it. Um, I don't really see. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. Uh, speaking of video game characters in movies, you know, studios are still wanting to make another Tomb Raider movie. Because Good. Why, though? The last one wasn't <laughs> bad. And so many people were like, oh, I don't it's like it. It had but Walter Groggins in it playing the bad guy. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It had Alicia Vikander as, um, as, uh, as, Laura Croft. as Laura Croft. Yeah, I liked it. But I liked the new Tomb Raider games. You know, I, I've, I, I like the Square Enix games. They're actually, they're a, a lot of fun. You're a Square Enix. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, it wasn't bad. It wasn't quite as good as the games, but it wasn't bad. Um, you know, so I'm okay with more Tomb Raider movies. Tomb Raider lends itself to being a movie very well, so I don't see why it's a, why that's a problem. They could, they could make it good. They could make it better. They did make it better. The Alicia Vikander one was would, way better than the previous ones. I agree. It was it was a better movie. Not that, that I'm saying that I love the Tomb Raider movie, but I will say if I'm comparing the 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 you know, apples to apples, I say that the, the newer one was was a better uh, a better movie. These moths. Yeah. Uh, Velvet Santa wants to talk about how little Debbie's aren't twenty five cents anymore. You don't want to get the two of us started on Talk about snack foods because then we're Debbie's. not yeah. we're not going to be talking about movies, which is which is why we came here. Um, uh, you know something else that's wild? <clears throat> talking streaming services and stuff like that. You see that NBC is moving days of our lives off of cable for the first time since nineteen sixty five, and it's going to be exclusive to Peacock. So if you those sons of bitches, they did it. It's been going since sixty five, and as of September twelfth, you will not be able to find it anywhere. Except for Peacock. See, they are just, they're going to get the elderly of America on streaming come hell or high water. Mm-hmm. They're just like all these these grandmas and pawpaws that are sitting out there still on cable, you know, watching these stories in the morning. They're like, well, how do we get their extra eight ninety nine a month? We got to get them. We got to get their pensions. We got to get their their four hundred one ks, their their social securities. We got to get it. Peacock, us, and uh, yeah. And then they're they're you're gonna get a phone call from Mammy, and she's gonna be like, "Well, my sweet grandson, come over and help me with my Roku. I think that's what it is." Like James on Facebook said, the stories. Yeah, it's like, will you show me how to stream my stories? I need the stories on the yeah. on my. My flame stick. I, I went to Amazon and got my fire fire thing, and I just come set it up for me. Yeah, or like Vince points out, and a lot of people, this can be up and comers showing up on their streaming devices. Welcome to the 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 NWO, the New World Order. Uh, anyway, um, did you have anything else? Uh, uh, it was kind of a light week in news. <laughs> yeah, just a bunch of bullcrap about how. Uh, the Lord of the Rings series continues to spiral into um, people 
the their built-in audience just saying no thanks because uh, it mean, turns out they snubbed Peter Jackson. They're like, you so. hey, Peter Jackson, not invited to anything in Lord of the Rings. And it's been announced by all the actors and stuff on the show that they're like, oh, we couldn't get the full rights to uh, Tolkien's stuff because his family really hated the idea of what we were doing. So uh, we just purposely made it as far away from the vision of Tolkien as possible and said, what if we wiped our buttholes with the source material instead? And now you have an Amazon show. So for those of us that really like Lord of the Rings, uh, almost guaranteed to dislike everything about this show that's coming up. And... uh, Told you so. I I, th- I want to go back. I want to go back years under the episodes of the Driving Speaker Box and find clips of me talking about how th- this is going to end in disaster. And um, yeah, there was something else like that uh, that I was gonna say. I don't remember. I don't remember. So uh, mm-hmm. well, while you're trying to think about this, this this uh, headline just popped up that I that I remember reading and I, I I wanted to talk about because if you go to AMC theaters, um, I don't know why they have chosen to do this, but it, 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 at the at the front of every AMC movie, you have the evil lizard woman oh. from Planet X called Nicole Kidman. And uh, she comes up and she goes, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. And like she's ever sat in a movie th- and an AMC in her life. And, uh, you know, they, they renewed her contract with her for another year as she's going to continue to be the spokesperson. Uh, it's so creepy at the beginning of the movies. I hate it. I hate it so bad. Like plastic. I want to just like leave that m- for that moment. Like show it before the trailer so I can skip it. But it's like all this is this is last like ugh. but yeah uh, maybe they'll they'll have another spot that they'll film with her but it's the the, the we make movies better scene they could like replace a poly- it. just that would be good you know ugh. james is trying to start some stuff with us over here you see that he's like why don't they remake things that need improvement like last starfighter last starfighter is perfect it's a perfect movie there's nothing wrong with the last starfighter and i'll tell you why you can't remake the last starfighter unless you set it in the time period that the last starfighter was created which would have been in the 80s uh back when an arcade no, stand up yeah there's, yeah there's no high scores in games anymore there, exactly there's no high scores in games everything's online multiplayer uh everybody's connected there's no sense of challenge you know there's no pushing yourself to be better there's no trailer park heroes or a thing of the past like like it, Alex would be a Twitch streamer who's like playing games and just like gets beamed up or whatever yeah and an alien's like you've got 10 million subs on Twitch so fight the galaxy for us dude and it would be <clears throat> it would be really stupid um it, it would not translate over um i think i think the last starfighter exists in a bubble um, the 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 that it was a it was a product of its time and it kind of needs to exist in that time unless they just remade it as a kid in the eighties that was just no. do the same thing no. but then no, why would you no need remake. to do that why no. would you even need to do that Centauri's rad Alex is the cool dude everything about Last Starfighter rules yeah it's I mean and even today going back it's a snapshot of that time that still stands on its own two legs I have with a- exception of a couple of the CGI's if they just took okay hear me out if they took last starfighter as it is right now and then just updated the CGI of the you death know death blossom the death blossom like the actual you know where he's in space in the ship like just just go over and do those scenes where it doesn't even need a human being just touch those up just a little bit you've got a perfect film absolutely perfect film I have Last Starfighter music just blasting in my head. How's it go again? No, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to sing on the show. You know how it goes. I do know how it goes. It's one of my favorite themes ever. It's really good. It's a really... I think... Is that Howard? That's not Howard Shore. Um, It's really good, though. Um, It's a great score. What else? Uh, James says the Star Wars Special Edition treatment. Um, Well, that's a... That's a triggering reference, but yes, uh, you could say. Let's see. Um, what else do we have? Oh, I heard that was one of the first movies, if not the first, to use CGI. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt very much like the, you know, uh, Money for Nothing and Chicks for Free video, uh, you know, on MTV. I want my, I mm-hmm. want my Alpha Centauri, you know, and... Uh, 
and he like rolls up in that rad car and then like wipes his eyes out and he's like an <laughs> alien that was terrifying and then alex or whatever is like what the fuck and then, then they shoots him up to the moon mm-hmm. and the dude with like the hair cone like it's just like welcome to us getting our ass kicked and you gotta fix it and uh yeah dude that movie's so good that movie's so good so you knew this would happen Stop mentioning movies I love <laughs> that you know I'm just going to death blossom on. Uh, Craig Safan, yes, that is right. That is the guy who did the score to uh, Last Starfighter. Um, back when the show used to be very centered around film scores, which it can't be anymore because we're not on radio and we can't play it online, or else Veresara Band and Sony will come after we us. We need to get like a MIDI keyboard and just get really good at music. What if we did that? What if we got really good at being MIDI keyboardist and we could sit here and we could like recreate? We could. Let's become pianist. On on n- next week on the drive-in speaker box, we learn how to play piano. Yeah, is it too late for us to become pianist on like little MIDI keyboards and just like bust out Last Starfighter theme? I mean, like this says it's MIDI, but this sounds really good for MIDI. Okay, I, I, that that sounds too That's... too good. I can't I can't play more than that because then it's gonna be like uh, you're in trouble. Um, we could do, here's a piano tutorial. We could just listen to this one. This is the boring part. Skip to the overtime. Yeah, there it is. See, you can do the part that I was not going to do earlier. Gonna save my trailer park from destruction. Yeah, dude, uh, that soundtrack's freaking awesome. Um, what are we even doing on the show? What is this? I don't know. Uh, Velvet Santa sounds like Robocop. No, no. It's so much better than Robocop. Um, okay, let's see. That's that's about good with news. Let's move on. Let's tell you what's coming out in theaters this week because it's nothing. Um, there's only a couple of movies coming out. They're all relatively uh, small release. Um, whether or not they'll be in a theater near you, who knows. But uh, we do have a handful. There is Mac and Rita. It is a comedy from director Katie Asselton. It's, uh, it's got Diane Keaton um, in it. And... Uh, and I think also Simon Rex is in this movie as well. But um, Taylor Page, uh, Elizabeth Lale, um, it's about a 30-year-old writer, uh, played by Elizabeth Lale, spending a wild weekend in Palm Springs, wakes up to find that she's magically transformed into her 70-year-old self, played by Diane Keaton. So a little Freaky Friday action. Um, and I'm sure just like lots of, Oh, man, my boobs are saggier. Oh, man, I've got old people trouble, even though I'm supposed to be 30. And um, and then Simon Rex shows up being Simon Rex. Mm. Um, yeah. What else coming out? We've got Emily the Criminal coming out. Uh, this is a um, kind of a thriller, a crime drama thriller directed by John Patton Ford, uh, starring Aubrey Plaza, oddly enough, and Theo Rossi. Uh, you may know him from um, some of the early MCU Netflix shows, but uh, it's uh, it's about... Uh, Aubrey Plaza, she's down on her luck and saddled with debt. Emily gets involved in a credit card scam that pulls her into the criminal underworld of Los Angeles, ultimately leading to deadly consequences. So, yeah, it's riveting, electrifying, thrilling. There's olive branches on it from Sundance. So, a little indie film here. Um... Getting a little bit of hype. You know, Aubrey Plaza, not normally known for her dramatic roles, but I'm here for it. I like Aubrey Plaza. Uh, be my girlfriend. Call me. Email drivingspeakerbox at gmail.com. Aubrey, if you're looking looking for love in all the, the, the wrong places, I'm your man. Um, looking for love in all the <laughs> wrong places. Exactly. Um, I like Aubrey Plaza. Uh, let's see. And the one that's probably going to get wide release for reasons inexplicable for me is Fall. Um... Yeah, directed by Scott Mann, this movie is about uh, two best friends, Becky and Hunter, finding themselves on the top of a 2,000-foot radio tower, and um, I guess they fall down, and the trailer for this looks 
absolutely terrible. The premise to this looks absolutely terrible. Uh, pretty much everything about this looks absolutely terrible. And why is this coming to... Dumping on this movie so hard. Well, the, I mean, the trailer, the trailer was just like this really bad CGI pan up of a two thousand foot like tower needle, and then they're like, "Well, now we're up here, and then our our carabiners bending, ha!" You know, and then now we're gonna have to watch a whole movie about this. And I mean, I think there's like found footage elements into this movie, and you know, it's just kind of like, you know, we're two girls getting in above our head, and it's like, watch, let's watch the descent. Like, if you want to watch a movie that's like this, that's gonna terrify you, and it's gonna be like, girl trip, and then it goes haywire, and nothing, nothing happens that you want to happen, and it's scary. Watch the descent, like that is a really really good movie or then said open water i mean yeah it'd be great if this movie's like open water where at the end it's like and then they fall yeah. and it cuts before they hit the ground and you're just like and it's just like a, but a, what happens a though, nightmare it's like, that we've all had they they die clearly like open water you're just you're not gonna live that's the end of it yeah well and you know i i think movies like this kind of got started by uh danny boyle you know you go back and look at you know 2010's 127 hours which uh, i don't know if it's okay to like james franco anymore i don't know has he been canceled was he one of the guys uh, he was canceled? just in the news because oh that was one thing he's been cast as fidel castro in a movie and john liguizamo was like really pissed about it I don't know. So there's that. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, 127 hours is actually really, really good. And it's one of these, like, you know, uh, going on a trip, things get out of control. But it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, a one-man show. You know, it's a very isolated movie, and it works. But, you know, I don't think two people on top of a radio needle, and it's called Fall. Like, I don't want to see this. I don't. And, and, and I really just don't want to see this movie. Um and, and I don't watch. I went and saw Minions, and I don't want to see this movie. Well, you know what? It is coming out this week that uh, might be pretty okay. Lal Singh Chada. Are we gonna get that here? Uh, I think so. It's the Forrest Gump shot for shot remake in uh, from India. So if we get if we get this here, I'm gonna go see this. We can go. Together. I will go see this with you. Sick. Uh, I don't know how. Wait. Is it gonna? It's three hours long, isn't it? Uh, likely. It's. I mean, yes, it's got to be three. How would they make a shot by shot remake of Forest only, only in India, only early Bollywood, only? Uh, is this Telugu? Who? Where is this produced from? Where? Where do we know? You got me on that. I don't know. I imagine well, it's only. We'll we'll just say Bollywood for sake of length of film. Uh, but only Bollywood would take a movie that has like a two hour runtime and make it a three hour movie. And do somehow a shot-by-shot shot remake of it. Yeah, it probably has um, a couple of dance numbers in it. I'm sure it has more than a couple dance numbers in it. Um, but yeah, um, if this if this is playing here, I will I will agree to watch this. Um, I will sit for three hours to watch Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump again. Um, what would his mama always say in this situation? I don't know. You got me. Sure, it's not like a box of chocolates. And, it could be. And I'm sure she's not like humping his school teacher so uh, he can get into better grades. Like, are they going to do all of these things that don't necessarily translate over into their that, that culture? Who knows? Um, who knows? We will find out. So, uh, yeah, that movie that movie is also coming out in theaters. Uh, on the 11th. On the 11th here in, 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 in limited release here in the U.S. So, um there you have that. Um, oh, Velvet Santa says he will actually put on pants and leave the, the leave his house to go see it if it's playing near him. So we we will see. Um, okay, well now that we got what's new out of the way, let's talk about what's in theaters and let's start with Prey because I think Prey is the movie that we liked the least of the two that we saw this week. Also so, technically not in theaters. And also technically not in theaters. So Jake, I'm gonna let you take it away. Oh, man. Okay. All right. So, Prey, the new Predator movie, and I'm a big Predator fan here. Uh, it is taking place in 1719. It follows a uh, 
Native American girl uh, and some uh, some other members of her um, little group uh, of people, their their camp, um, their little I mean I don't know what the right word for it is, um, and of course the predators come and they visit North America and a predator is left behind a yautja to go on the hunt. What's a yautja? That's the proper name for the predator. I'm people. just filling in for the people at home. Except for this one. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what his deal is. He's just like I'm wearing bone helmets and I'm all I'm a proto predator, even though somehow in my species that dropped me off in a very super so I read a thing spaceship. about I read a thing about it, and the director said he wanted to make sure that this one seemed more dangerous and monster like. So he named it the Feral Predator, uh, which is dumb because they already did that in predators where they decided that there needed to be a bigger batter yautja and then in uh the predator they uh decided that there needed to be predator dogs where these like dogs also had the tentacle dreads and the uh yautja faces or whatever and he <laughs> he had a different just overall yes, body structure yes Jaws and things and were his all forehead different. Forehead was a little, you know, it not looks real dumb. Maybe he comes from a different region of Predatoria or wherever <laughs> they come from. It, it, anyhow, uh, so of course this it, it follows the girl, and she doesn't want to be like the other women in the uh, in the camp. She wants to be like her brother and and the other boys, and she wants yeah, the, to. And they come into the camp, and they're like. Got you pushing too many medicines, eh, girl? Yeah. And uh, so... You little bitch, <laughs> got you pushing too many medicine? She uh, is always striving to prove herself, and she's always reaching beyond her limitations uh, and uh, failing successfully. <laughs> and uh, she finds herself in use of a hatchet, uh, a, a stone hatchet the that she's... Gave her. Uh, just dead set on that being her weapon, the most durable stone ever to be flint struck ever. Um, and then eventually she gets herself some ninja skills because she ties a rope to it. Now all of a sudden she it has auto come back to her hand every time. Yeah. So all of a know. sudden she's a master of kusarigama with a friggin' stone hatchet. And I don't know if you've ever like. Because I mean, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a warm blooded dude, and you know, like you get a ratchet strap, like after tightening something down that ain't going nowhere, and then you know you take the ratchet strap off, and you're like kind of slinging it around, and you like you throw it, and then you try to whip it back, and you you can't catch that shit. She Not without practice. It in and yeah, like she masters thirty five seconds in an afternoon, and yeah. she's just like, and she's she is like Ip Man over here. Yeah, uh, so. You know, of course, they have to. The, their paths have to collide somehow. This this girl who wants to be seen as the ultimate hunter in her little camp, and and this Yautja that's on its hunting path for some reason, inexplicable reason, and it just kills anything that also kills. It's like a snake, totally not worthy of the the, the ire of a Yautja, dead, skint done uh, a wolf that's just trying to eat, eat, eat to a, live yeah it looks nope. at him cross-eyed murked out. yeah just if if it even begins to be a predator uh he watches a tick on a on a blade of grass crawl onto something and bite it no that tick is done for you know like the the predator is just you know nothing's off limits if it if it, if it moves and breathes nearby, you're dead. Until right. somehow in the end of the movie, if you just happen to, to I don't know, be this girl. Right, And yeah. uh, you're like, well, if I just stand here and it knows I'm here, but I'm not a threat, then I guess so, it's not going to bother me. So, of course, yeah, she they go on hunting paths, and bo- both of their paths of hunting cross, and she ends up embroiled in the, the battle of the predator versus all of the humans in the area, including the French trappers and the... Who spoke French. Yeah, and the native um, tribesmen and all these things. Who spoke surfer Californian. And uh, she finds her way to to conquer the insurmountable odds and defeat this Yautja with her ingenuity and and knowledge of medicine. (sighs) Yeah. 
I mean, uh, it's the most unbelievable thing since everyone was like, and Topher Grace is the most dangerous dude <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> I mean, yes. Like, yeah. that was somehow more believable. And and I get it. Everybody's like, yo, this was so badass. I was like, maybe you're just so thirsty to see a Predator movie. Like, I honestly, okay. I think that the premise of this movie could have been really, really cool. Like, I like the idea of it going back into the 1700s and hitting a Comanche tribe, right? I wish that maybe the tribe would have had more Were of a... they Comanche? Yeah, they said it right at the beginning. They're like, you're Comanches. And uh, and then it says, saying Comanche words, where they're like, Yo, dude, let's go hunting bears. Don't forget to bring your... And, uh, you know, they come in and in out the, of... The Northern Great Plains, and there was a grizzly bear uh, yeah i know does, my american history lessons would say that that's not correct well i think they probably picked comanches because uh as every terribly educated young white child in america was taught that um that they were the scary warrior ones and uh you know not paying any attention to historical accuracy of of native american culture but um, Velvet Santa says, I'm sure it was better than the AVPR. That's where you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because the, there's more lore there. There's Everyone's like, oh, yeah, really cool predator lore. There's zero predator lore in this movie. Yeah, this one, the only thing you get is a couple of callbacks that are out of place. Uh, and then... The gun from Predator 2, which shows get, up I was, inconsistently. I was going to say, you're, and then you get something undone about one of the liked movies. So out of all the Predator movies, there's two of them that are good. The first one and the second one. Duh. And uh, they decide to undo some of what the second one had uh, put down just because they wanted to show something shows a callback yeah you know but i you know so going back to what i was saying i think that this movie could have been good you know i like the premise i like the the idea of it but i wish that they had kind of maybe made it more isolating <coughs> and 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 tonal to a predator film if you go back and watch the first and second movies they're kind of quiet movies you know because it's more a, it's it's it, they're hunting movies and you're not sitting there jimmer jabbering the whole time while you're hunting you know it's, it's a lot of stalking it's a lot of silence it's a lot of thinking it's a lot of planning you know and, and then people slowly and more meticulously get picked off as the movies take place um but this movie it's just like kind of like boring 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 then all heavy action. Everybody just dies like in a big whirlwind except for the one person that survives. And I wish that maybe they had explored like trying to fight this thing a little bit more than just like, well, you know what? Now that I've decided I'm going to kill it, it's dead. And not like trying to best it with the tools that you have and the ingenuity that you have. She just became a mega warrior magically by the end of this movie. That's true. Um, the only people that ever stood up to it or stood a chance is like this girl and her brother for some inexplicable reasons. And, you know, basically by the end of the movie is she's watched it kill a hundred people and lift a grizzly bear and just bathe and in its blood. It. Yeah. Yeah. Just like all of these things, uh, you know, effortless and it jumps like 300 feet from tree to tree. And, um, she's like, uh, I think I'm gonna throw this. a hatchet at it. I've got this. I'm I'm gonna throw a hatchet at this thing, and then uh, let it fall into some mud, maybe. And then it turns out her plan works, despite its shield that can cut through solid rock, and despite the all of uh, its alien advanced tools, advanced weapons, and yeah. It's like, oh, mud, crap. We just landed on a planet, you know, predominantly covered by water. We probably would have had a contingency plan for wet soil, but I guess not. I guess our alien technology didn't didn't prepare us for quicksand because like every five year old was afraid of when they were a kid. It's quicksand, and uh, it turns out that a five year old I guess wrote this this screenplay because you know I again it's it's a pretty boring movie overall. Really, I I honestly fell asleep during it like five times. And I know I've, people are gonna get mad at us for this because I've heard a lot of people say it was so cool, but I. <sighs> No, like, I woke up at the end of the movie and I saw the final fight scene and I was like, uh, what did I miss? And then I rewound it and, and watched it and I'm like, oh, I missed nothing. I, I I really missed nothing. You can watch like the first five minutes of the movie to find out who the girl is, whose character name I don't even remember. Naru, is that? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. And uh, then you can watch the last 10 minutes and you have the whole movie. The only thing you're missing in between is that the the predator does some minor killing here and there and 
despite it being invisible and a silent hunter and it can lurk in the treetops and jump 200 feet at a time and everything like that it allows itself to have its presence known and get beat up at every at every opportunity and it just gets shot a whole bunch and stabbed and it's like yeah yeah and he totally wasted like his his blow up uh, bracelet for no reason just mm-hmm. because I guess everybody was like well predators always have to do the blow up bracelet and it just felt like they were just ch- checking lists there was so many check boxes both thematically and socially and just it just it just felt it just didn't feel it just didn't feel good yeah and Velvet yeah. Santa said they should have tried milk of a mother's love. You know what? The little goblin creature, the ugly uh, booger lips of of uh, Ernest Scared Stupid is a better monster effect than whatever this Yautja is supposed to be in this because it doesn't look like a predator. The only thing that tells... It looks more like a monster. The only thing that tells you it's a predator is that it has like the... The, the mandibles f- the and the four, dreads. The four prongs and, and some of the dread stuff. But it has like a big like fin forehead thing and its face is pushed out. It, it doesn't have the... Its eyes weren't in the right spot. It doesn't have the features of a Stan Winston Predator. It actually kind of looks more like the original Predator costume, the bright orange... Oh, the Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah. Predator? Oh, boy. Yeah. Its face looks Google more like that. that one. Yeah. Google Jean-Claude Van Damme Predator. That's a little bit of fun uh, Hollywood and, history and, for and you. And when you look at a Stan Winston movie creature, like creature effect, and you go, what if we changed everything about that? You should really rethink that because you're wrong. Because <laughs> Stan Winston uh, doesn't mess up. No, it just doesn't happen. Stan Winston's so, a legend for a reason. But yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, it's a Predator movie. It's p- probably better than the last two Predators that we got. But that's not saying much. But at the same time, they took everything that was kind of Predator a- a- away from it, other than the skin. Like, it's it's kind of a monster movie in a Predator skin, I guess. Yeah, it's dumb. I didn't like it. Well... The one movie we did like, though, um, surprisingly, because you went in thinking you weren't going to like it. So did you. You've been complaining about the movie on the show. I also, yeah, I also was was skeptical because the more trailers I (coughs) saw about it, the trailers were leading me astray. But we saw Bullet Train last night, a movie, or not last night, but this weekend, uh, just over a two-hour runtime, directed by David Leach. If you aren't familiar with his work, um, you know, he did, uh, you know, Hobbs and Shaw, you know, John Wick. He was a producer over there. Um, you know, he did Atomic Blonde, which I was not a big fan of, but uh, he directed Deadpool 2. Um, you know, the you like the Fast and Furious thing that, that he did. Um, so, again, I was like, I don't know. But what I did not know about this film is it's actually based off of a Japanese novel mm-hmm. of the, not necessarily the same name. That was the, its American name. Its uh, uh, Japanese title was Maria Beetle. Um, which is reference to the main character, but it's, it was a Japanese dark comic novel uh, published in 2010. And this, um, which, I mean, this movie, very much if you watch anime at all, which this guy has never watched anime in his life, so I don't understand why he likes this movie very much. But uh, despite the fact that you're literally wearing an anime t-shirt right now. I actually found um, a meme about that. Someone uh, was saying Initial D was weeb stuff, and they're like, no, dude, Initial D's epic. Well, he's wearing an Initial D shirt right now. Uh, we were both wearing like probably two of the nerdiest T-shirts like uh, adult men could wear. But, but, uh, but yeah. So this movie very much feels like a live action anime in not a bad way because so many live action animes are just terrible just abysmal and this one's not um this movie felt very much like a an old school guy Ritchie movie meets an anime and uh i'm totally here for it like there was more character development in in this movie in this two-hour movie than a lot of movies that Mm. i watch lately like every every sub character every subplot had an arc and a resolution to the arc which was kind of wild and from a storytelling perspective some people are not really enjoying this movie and maybe it's a lot for people to take in but from a this this is kind of an impressive story to be told because there's just a lot of avenues happening 
every person in the movie, uh, they, they did kind of like the George Lucas Star Wars treatment to it, which is that they they existed before the movie. You don't have to have a full backstory. You don't have to have a complete introduction to somebody. You don't have to know what made them be them. You just have to learn that this is who this person is. Here they are. And uh, it it works. Uh, there's a couple of them where you get glimpses into their past to make a, you see what made them them. But it's kind of as if they're telling someone about it. They're narrating it a little bit. All of the background stuff is from someone telling a story and it and it elaborates or on what they're a tidy vignette. Yeah. You know, kinda of, and this is what made me think of, you know, uh early guy Richie like Snatch and Lock Stock and Two Smoking Barrels is like a, there's one character in this film called The Wolf and he doesn't have a whole lot of speaking <coughs> roles, but you know, he plays a pivotal part in this film. But his whole story is encapsulated in a very quick tightly edited uh vignette that happens in the middle of the movie and you're like okay here's this character and you're getting up to speed and despite not having hardly any dialogue in this vignette you get more character development you get an arc out of this character um to where his death and his involvement in the rest of the story it feels so right you know i mean he he was in it like for just a second, but you feel like you got to know that character, and I think a lot of movies don't do that. I mean, everybody uh, uh, lauds like Knives Out as being such a great whodunit with all of these characters, but I feel like so many of those characters are just just fodder that you don't learn that they're just paper thin to get to uh, you know the the end whodunit. And this movie. You, you you get kind of tie, like a little bit attached to every single character mm-hmm. that you that you meet in this movie save like maybe one or two um, but for the most part I I was just kind of impressed because action movies these days have gotten so stupid um, uh, to where it kind of follows that Russo brother formula you know a lot of people are talking about the gray man which I watched and I'm not gonna review it today it's fun it's fine it's whatever it's very John Wicky, um, which is I, I really like the first John Wick. The subsequent sequels getting a little much, but it's like macho guy meets other macho guys with macho guns, and you know uh, one of them ha- is morally just for being the winner of all of these showdowns, and and they win because good guys. But this movie is so morally ambiguous the whole time, mm. and uh, good guys are bad guys, bad guys are good guys, and uh, it's it's not really about who's in the right and wrong. It's about this weird series of coincidences that makes kind of a dark comedy thriller. Yeah, uh, Hardy Entertainment pointed out that uh, Leach was actually Brad Pitt's stunt double in Fight Club. How about that? Because he's a stuntman, and that's why he makes stunt-oriented movies, movies, uh, which is very cool. Uh, Everyone in this movie is... It draws you in, and you don't... You're not sitting there trying to figure it out. You're just along for the ride on the train, and it makes it where it's a lot of fun. Uh, It has really good cameos. Um, There's There's some actual tastefully hilarious cameos in this. You know, I don't like a... Uh, uh, don't say yeah, I don't, there's, yeah. there's two that are pretty good, and you know the one at the end is not bad either. But they're all pretty fun cameos. Um, and you know, uh, this a lot of these leading roles are played by people who are known for 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 action films. I mean, you got Hiroyuki Sonata, who I'd watch just sit there. Like he has got so much stay, uh, screen presence, and he's you know as he's getting older, he's still an action star. Uh, and then Andrew Koji, who is kind of an up and comer in the United States, is an action star. You know, uh, you've got um, Aaron Taylor Johnson. He who, did great because I didn't even recognize him. Well, I didn't even think about him as being him. He was that character. He was Tangerine. And if you if you go back to his character, this is the guy, the kid. There it is, Vince. The kid that was in Kickass. You know, and uh, and the Quicksilver in the Avengers movie. Yeah, you know, you're like, who's this guy? But what a performance out of him! You, he totally sells it, and uh, it's just probably the best character in the whole thing. Easily, yeah. And 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 here's the thing: is my least favorite character is one of my favorite act, like Michael Shannon. Oh, don't do. He's in the trailer. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's in the trailer. I hadn't seen him in any of the trailers. Is he in the trailer now that the movie's already released? Yeah, he's been in the. He was in the. I knew he was. I knew he was in the movie. I just Uh didn't know what. I had no idea until they were like, "Oh yeah, here he is." 
I just, I just, I, I don't think that the casting for Michael Shannon was correct. I think that they could have gotten somebody else for that. Uh, Velvet Santa asks, "Is it's pants worthy?" Yeah, dude. It's, it's, so we both went in not really expecting <laughs> anything out of it, and uh, uh, us and the the friend that we watched it with all had an, a, a really good time with it. And it's it's a fun movie, actually. It's it's a refreshing action movie. It is an action movie. Don't get us wrong. It's an, a dark action comedy. So there is going to be, you know, there's going to be dark humor. There's going to be violence. There's going to be uh, action. But I think it, it works in a way in a movie, in a movie that I haven't seen the style in a long time. Because, again, I think everything's falling in line with the sort of Russo Brothers style of, of action or like the Uncharted movie. You know, all this sort of that sort of style of action instead of this, you know heavily situational heavily cameoed you know ensemble cast like series of events sort of stuff that honestly haven't seen really since early guy Ritchie stuff and then everybody tried to copy it for a minute and then guy Ritchie hasn't made a good movie in a long time um i enjoyed it i enjoyed it i think that it makes me want to go check out the source material uh and see how how different it is but um yeah, I thought I thought it was fun, and and it's doing fairly well in the box office. It's hitting its goals, and uh, you know it's it's uh, performing about like they thought it would. I mean, this movie had just about a ninety million dollar budget, and um, no one's disappointed in it so far. So that's good. I don't want a sequel to this at all. I think this movie just needs to exist as it is, and <laughs> uh, and just be a, and just be a good movie. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Furious Apology says I wasn't going to check it out due to the trailer being May, but ne- but meh. But now I might go see it. And agreed, agreed. The last trailer that I saw before seeing this movie, I did not like, and I was like, I'm not going to like this movie. But we both walked out of it going, well, that was fun, mm-hmm. and uh, and having a pretty good time. So uh, there you have it. Bullet Train in theaters right now. You can check it out. Uh, we both recommend it um, based on what it is we we enjoy i like it better than deadpool 2 um i'm not a i'm not a big fan of of the deadpool movies but um this one this one was fun anyway all right well we got just a few more minutes left in the show and it is the time where we tell you the box office roundup and the reason we give you the box office domestic roundup domestic meaning here in the united states is because that is what studios use to measure if they want to do green lights if they want to cancel things if they want to never release bad girl if they want to do whatever it is they do here on the show we tell you to follow the money and this is where we give you the top 10 movies in america starting with number 10 going to number one jake take it away all right number 10 here in america you got the black phone still hanging in there (laughs) in the top 10 brought in one and a half million dollars uh, this past week, bringing its total to just shy of $86 million. Not bad for a horror movie. Uh, number nine. Hey, thanks, Night Alishley. Yeah, thanks um, for this one. Number nine, still in the top ten as well. Elvis brought in just shy of $4 million this past week, uh, bringing its domestic total up to $136.5 million. <coughs> Goodness. So, not so bad uh, for it. Opening at number eight, Easter Sunday. Uh, brought in just shy of five and a half million for itself, uh, just in over three thousand theaters. Uh, so, you know, we'll see where that one goes. I mean, it got it. I mean, three thousand's a lot for uh, you know a, a, a small movie like this. Sure, but opening at number eight. Ooh. Yeah, but what was their budget too? You uh, know, because I haven't yeah. seen any advertising for it, so their advertising budget has to be tiny. I'm I've sure. only seen a handful of trailers, and that was a while back, so mm-hmm. it, it, they they didn't really push it. And it's from Universal, so it'll probably be on Peacock before you know it to make its money back. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in at number seven, where the crawdads sing, uh, brought in five point six million dollars. Uh, also in the same number of theaters as the one just below it, uh, bringing its total to sixty-four point six million domestic. I imagine that's not so bad for that movie. Um, probably just a little over budget already, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's doing it's doing just fine for itself. Yeah, it's done that in four weeks for a movie that came out out of nowhere uh, with minimal advertising as well. Uh, but just above it, number six. Hanging in there, Top Gun Maverick in its 11th week of release. Still brought in $7 million. Continuing to break <laughs> records. So it's uh, now at uh, $1.3 billion across the world. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I wrote it down. I don't have it with me, but it's it's up there in the Titanic gang now. It's like you know, uh, it's it's breaking big big records and and wow, good. It's sick. It's a good movie. I liked it. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I mean, that's good. I, it wasn't sick, dude. Did you watch it? I did, but I don't know. I just don't have a big hard on for jet planes. I guess in America, it wasn't about the jet planes. It was about Maverick. Man, it was cool. Okay. Uh, coming in at the halfway spot, number five, Minions: Rise of Gru, and it's sixth week, also still in there, seven point one million, bringing its domestic total to just at half of Top Guns, uh, three hundred and thirty-four million in its six weeks. So, lots of dollars for Minions continuing to roll in. Think of the merchandise; they are just. It's, it's going to make it. as much money in merch as it is. Yeah, so uh, any money sales. that Universal's losing on Easter Sunday, they're more than making up for on Minions. Uh, coming in at number four, dropping from its number three spot uh, in its fifth week. It's already been five weeks. I know. Isn't that crazy? Thor Love and Thunder bringing in $7.7 million, uh, for its domestic total of 316 Minions is whooping Thor. I know. And I'm kind of wow. okay about that, even though I didn't really like Minions. I think I like Thor better as a movie than Minions, but I'm kind of okay with Minions whipping Thor's ass because uh, somebody needs to put Disney in check, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm okay with it being Universal. Sure. You know, I like Universal's. I like the, the I like their theme park better. So, well, how about that? How about that? Uh, coming in at number three, dropping its from its number two spot, bringing eight and a half million dollars in its third week is Nope. Uh, which you reviewed on the show. That was last week's, wasn't it? Uh, I think so, yeah, because you were yeah, gone the week before. Yeah, because I was before, gone the week before, yeah. Because you were in Nolan's, uh, so we didn't get to talk about Nope. Um, yeah, not not doing bad, bringing in $100 million. Oh, making all the money. In three weeks. Jordan Peele, he's going to be able to do whatever he wants to from now on. Uh, number two, dropping from its number one spot last week, is DC League of Super Pets, which I had originally planned on watching. But you invited me to Bullet Train, and I thought that sounded like a better idea. Uh, it has brought in, and it's two weeks, uh, this its second week, $11 million, and its total is just at $45 million. Probably not what Warner Brothers was expecting from a kid-oriented comic book movie with the voices of... About animals doing people things, yeah. you know? So, yeah, the, 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 the formula of kids, comics... And CGI animals, maybe one too many things going on there. But, uh, you know. It's still got a few more weeks. Like, this weekend we'll is going to be goes. a very light weekend. Uh, there's no big block pressures coming in. So, you'll you'll probably see some, you know, it did drop 52% this week. But I think <coughs> maybe it will it won't be as heavy of a drop next week. As more people have watched Minions, they're going to need something else to take their kids to. But school's starting back soon, too. Mm-hmm. So, we got one say. or two more weekends, and then these kids' movies are going to be uh, 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 getting thin. Yeah. Uh, and then opening <clears throat> at the top spot in its first week, $30 million being brought in by Bullet Train. Yep. And it also released at the same time in the international market, bringing another $32 million. So, uh, yeah. So not a, not a bad worldwide opening in its first weekend. So, uh, I mean, it had a budget of 90 It's well on its way to, to doing, doing its thing. Uh, Vince asks, where did this summer go? Good question. I have no idea because it is August 8th right now, and that's freaking me out because we are almost into fall, which means we're almost into spooky season, which means we're going to start talking about horror movies here on the show, which means it's time for Nightmare on Block Street, which start, starts September 30th. So that is like, ee, we are less than two months away, and uh, it's the drive-in. Is this the last weekend of the drive-in? It's ending soon. Yeah, we're gonna. It's either this weekend or next weekend. Yeah, our drive-in's gonna be gone. Like everything's changing. Oh man, I just don't even know how I feel about it. But um, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. An interesting transition. This fall is going to be an interesting, an interesting fall. So, uh, but anyway, we thank you for tuning in. This has been a fun show. Uh, we appreciate everybody that has resubbed on Twitch and liking and subscribing everywhere else. We do this every Monday night live at eight o'clock Central Standard Time over on our fit, uh, Facebook, our Twitch, and our YouTube right here. You can get in on all the fun over here in the chat. And if you don't want to do all that and you're just like, ah, I'm just on a commute and I want to hear you guys uh, yell about stuff, then you can download us anytime anywhere you get your podcast be it Spotify, Apple Music, TunedIn, Stitcher, like 
all those things were on board. Trying to get us in on the Pandora train, too, but they're a little more stingy with who they hand their podcasts out to. And also, uh, later in Truth se- Social. Huh? I don't know. Vince said, follow me on Truth Social. I don't ah. know what Truth Social is. Um, but also, um, we're going to be uh, probably, well, I don't know if Jake's going to be with him. Maybe, maybe. But in uh, late September, we're going to be speaking at a podcast conference in Little Rock. You can uh, you can come check us out there. Um, at some For some reason, someone invited us because they thought we were cool enough, which is weird. But I'll take it, and uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be hitting the road and uh, doing doing that fun stuff. So anyway, oh, Trump's social media platform oh. is called Truth Social. Oh God, no! But you know where uh, I am a little bit trying to be uh, on our Discord. Yeah. On our Discord, um, pretty sure Vince or somebody uh, will throw that link up in there because I don't have it at the ready again either again because I'm sloppy. Uh, but yeah, you can check us out on our Discord channel. You can send us messages. You can join join that conversation when we're not here live talking to you. So uh, Velvet Santa says he'll be there at that podcast convention, rocking the drive-in speaker box, boom box. There it is. Heck yeah. Discord link up in the chat. Um, Discord is a chat uh platform so it makes a it's like a chat room message board you can yeah, if you communicate want to talk to us or pick our brains or or throw some uh, ideas out there that you would like to see yeah uh, it's there where you can do it anytime not just live on Monday. and with each other too you can just that's true yeah so anyway all right well we're gonna get out of here as always i am the boom operator and i'm the grip and we will see you guys uh next week bye-bye now bye-bye as you leave the theater folks Please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.